Wake up. If Pay Me in Equity was a person, it would look like Leisha Bell. The queen of deal flow and dishing venture dollars is known in part for the brains behind the $535 million PayPal fund that was generously distributed to the black and brown owned businesses subsequent to the George Floyd hearing. Her extensive background as a capital allocator, aka Tech Money Spinderella, includes Pipeline Angel, BLXVC, Black Girl Ventures, Pharrell's Black Ambition Fund, and Women of Color Capital Collective. And that's just a snippet of what she brings to her current role as a change maker for PayPal Ventures. Hello, everyone. I'm Stacey Woods, founder and chief executive officer of U-Turn Consulting, based here in Charlotte, North Carolina. I'm the proud mom of two children, a son, Kevin, and a daughter, Kelly. And we also have a fur baby who goes by the personality of Steel. Happy to be here. Hello, my name is Zora. And I will be telling you about my mom's new merch shop. Go to LeishaBell.com. Thank you. Hello, and welcome to Sisters with Ventures, the podcast where we amplify black and brown women who are angel investors. On this show, we will explore what is angel investing, how to become one, and why would you want to be one? We will discuss how the most marginalized women persevered to the very top of the investing spectrum. Whether you're making money moves or barely making money, listen up. I'm your host, Leisha Bell, co-founder of BLXVC, an angel syndicate run by Black and Latinx women who are on a mission to represent ourselves and claim our seats on cap tables. Stay tuned. to another episode of Sisters with Ventures. I'm so happy to have a Carolina native with me. Her name is Stacy Michelle Woods. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Leisha. Happy to be here. You know we share the same middle name. I know we do. That's why it's special. That connection. Day one. Day one. Day one. Day See? one. Mm-hmm. Here we are. Here we are. Years later. Years, years later. So Stacy has a very rich executive history. She is a seasoned HR technology professional. She's worked for very significant firms such as Wells Fargo, XBL Logistics, and she is just a boss in many ways. We go way back. We do. Remember that day? Remember that day? (laughs) Well, you tell the people about that day. What happened on that day? (laughs) So y'all know how it is. When there's another black woman in the office and you don't know if she's friend or foe. <laughs> so it was in a business meeting, you know, and this was a time when there was a financial collapse and we had two companies emerging. <laughs> and Stacey came in. Remember you had your braids? I did. She had her braids. She had braid attitude. Okay. And y'all know what braid attitude is? Listen, it was a stressful time. We were working around the clock. It was very intense. Like who had time to do hair? 
so in the midst of a financial collapse. She came in here <laughs> like diva you know like well, this is how i do things no never no uh uh but look, we overcame that. <laughs> Here we are. You're sitting in my home yes. in this studio. So we're good, right? I think we're good. I think we're friends. Yeah. We, yeah. We eventually broke bread <laughs> and we linked up. That's and right. Uh huh. And uh, we never let each other go since then. So that was over 10 years ago. That's right. So now she lets me stay in her beautiful home in Charlotte, rent free, y'all. She didn't charge me to be here today. And she fed me. You know, that's the only way I get stage on the show if you show up to her house. Um, but she said it's a little bit The shade, the shade. So, Stacey, why don't you tell us a little bit about where you come from and who your people are? So, I grew up in a very, very small town, humble beginnings, Clio, South Carolina. When I say Clio, most people say, say that again, repeat that. What is that? Or if they've traveled through my hometown, they'll call it Clio, spelled C-L-I-O. So very humble beginnings, hardworking family, born to a teenage mom. She was 16 when she got pregnant, 17 when she had me, raised by my grandparents. So when I talk about my mom and dad, I'm referring to my grandparents, but very, very, like I said, humble beginnings, very strong foundation. Family was incredibly, incredibly hardworking, which instilled a level of work ethic in me at a very, very young age that I've just not been able to, to part with, hadn't been able to let it go. So here we are. So what keeps you as this driving force, right? Like you're just persistent, relentless, you just keep executing. Y'all know Stacey, but she's only like five two. She's a little <laughs> petite thing. That's a fireball. What keeps you going? It's the impact, right? I love to see impact. And I will tell anyone, my ultimate goal in life is just to effectuate positive change. Okay. So if I can make an impact, if I can make a difference in the lives of people, in the community, in the places where I work, that's all that matters to me. And I think that core foundation has just yielded results that and, and experiences that or just, I just can't compare it to anything greater. Like it just, it humbles me. It yeah. warms my heart. It's just, it's in my DNA. So I truly, truly don't know another way. Yeah. I mean, I remember times in college when I would come home or go home to visit and my mom would be like, you're walking around like the house is on fire. Why don't you, you're walking so fast. You're walking around like the house is on fire. But <laughs> again, it was just, it's just in my DNA, something that was instilled in me to get things done to make an impact, be a positive influence. And I will load my day up and not feel tired if I know that I'm making a difference. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't tire me out. You know, I can get up the next day and just keep going. And a lot of people will say, I don't know how you do it. And I often joke that I'm the hardest working woman in Valentine, which is true, <laughs> right? It's true. <laughs> However, you know, I'm still going strong and plan to continue to do so for many, many years to come. Well, that's great. We need you and your significant contribution <laughs> to society. So let's talk about how you became an angel investor. How did you how did you even know what angel investing was or VC in general? 
there is this woman that I met. Her name is Leisha Michelle Bell, (laughs) who was gracious enough to share her wisdom and her expertise and her experiences with me as it relates to angel investing and VC. And it's one of those things where despite, you know, your immersion in the community and in corporate, you know, large corporations, et cetera, I didn't hear people talking about angel investing. It was almost like it was the secret society, although it's not a secret society, but it kind of felt that way, Leisha, when you first started to really, you know, educate me about this space. And I can also say, you know, engaging with different financial planners in different areas you know, of my life early on, or as my career continued to progress, I never heard a financial advisor ever mention, mention angel investing. They're talking about stocks. Stocks, you know, insurance plans that build value and you can cash it out when your kids go to college, you know, things like that. But never once have I had an experience with a financial planner who mentioned angel investing to me ever. Why do you think they don't expose? <sighs> Because their wealthiest clients probably have some investment in some VC portfolios, mm-hmm. pre-equity, pre-IPO companies. You know, and that's a really good question because nothing is predictable. I mean, you can look at trends and things over time when you're looking at the stock market, S&P 500, whatever the case may be. There are trends and there are some historical, I think, hypotheses that can be made about you know, a stock and the trajectory or what's going on in the market or the economy. But I don't know why this is not where there's not more awareness around angel investing as a strategy. And beyond that, if I go back to the impact component, the impact that you are making in supporting these founders and anchoring these founders in ways that they could probably never dream of, right? Like these founders, they need our help. They need our support. They need our advocacy. And so for the funds and the companies that I've engaged with and invested in, they're underrepresented. Many times. Right. And I've started to, again, as I continue to familiarize myself in this space, because I've not arrived, I still have a lot to learn, but I've got people like you that I can go to. I'm still looking for and I continue to hone in on the impact that these companies are making in terms of who gets my dollars and who does not. So I don't know why the, the financial planners aren't talking more about this. So that's a really good that's a really good question and something that I think should be explored further. But I think you make a good point because I consider angel investing a very active investment. Mm-hmm. Stocks, I consider passive. There's nothing you can do to tell Walmart or Home Depot to perform better. <laughs> like, right. You have no influence or any engagement into the portfolio. Um, and you're also, you're also to that point, though, in the angel investing space, there's not a single founder that I have reached out to that hasn't responded to me directly. Right. So that right. level of connection right. makes a difference. It's important. Like, even though, you know, again, you invest your money, yeah. it's not like it's lost or it's just sitting, you know, like there's the, the, the level of connection that it's not out of sight, out of mind, I guess is what I'm trying to say in terms of the ongoing connectivity with the founders of these companies. Right, right. I know we were talking about the other day, you send updates on LinkedIn, you go in your stores, you see the products, mm-hmm. right? So it's just a very way more connected experience. Yeah. Um, yeah. So when I walk in Target, for example, yeah. and I see Young King, you know, on the right. shelf, like, I'm like, right. I invested in that product. Right. Or, you know, when I would go into other higher end stores like a Nordstrom and see a product that I invested in. Right. That's a beautiful feeling. Right. Or to see on LinkedIn, you know, 
another product that I invested in is now one of Oprah's favorite things. Like that's a big deal. Huge. It's huge. And I'm like, wow. Right. But that's not where these founders started. No. You know, like, <laughs> like the Drake stone started from the bottom. Now we're here, right? Like you, you continue to elevate and you continue to, to progress. And I just think it's a beautiful journey and it's a beautiful experience. So Stacy became an investor with Pipeline Angels. I did. Uh, she also became an investor with PLXBC. I did. <laughs> uh, she made a few notable investments amongst those. I'm going to ask you to pick a favorite, but which one do you think you're most proud of? I'm proud of all of them. I know. I don't want to like pick just one. I'm proud of all. So I invested. So when I think about the impact, okay. So I invested in Young King because it was a product that was really tailored toward young men, yeah. African-American men, boys, yeah. right? The, the, um, you know, the nuances that we sometimes have with our hair, like with boys and their hair. So having a son, right. that was a direct correlation. That was something that spoke to me, something that I could truly get behind. That was great. Um, Sienna Naturals, you know, another, you know, great product that I invested in just considering, again, my own hair care journey and, right. you know, being natural and growth beyond growth. And, you know what I mean? So right. that was, that was great. Care Beauty, you know, the, the products that they have produced as, you know, we as women continue to mature and, yeah. and just continue to be great. So that spoke to me as well. So there's just, there's different reasons for the investments that I've made. So I can't, I don't want to pick just one. Okay. They're all I just, yeah, don't make me pick because I love them all. Okay. I'm very proud of all of them. Right. Okay. You're just a proud mama angel. I am a proud mama <laughs> angel. <laughs> so how do you see or envision your investing experience going forward? Are you going to keep it going? I want to keep it going. And I want, and I envision it, you know, being more robust than it has been, you know, in the past. Yeah. So you feel every year is part of your portfolio. I want it to continue to grow yeah. and expand and continue to seek out and learn about those opportunities where, again, I can be a blessing. Yeah. I talk about the impact, but it's really being a blessing to someone else because God has been very good to me. Yeah. He has blessed me. And so if I can be a blessing to someone else, regardless of the size, right, I want to be able to do that. And I'm positioned to do that. Yeah. So let's talk about being an annual investor in the Carolinas. The Carolinas has very few impact funds, very few Black-led funds in these states, very few representation in the ecosystem. How you see yourself, you have a technology background. What do you think is going to move the needle? In the South for technology founders, or is it there? And there's a bias that, you know, the coastal cities have it. But traditionally speaking, Carolinas get very little investment in D.C. funding. Well, I think there just needs to be, there has to be more visibility. I think the stories have to be shared. I think the ask need to, there needs to be more of an ask. I, I don't know where folks are going to get the funding or how they're going about it, but I just feel like there there could be a gap where, Maybe they don't even know. Maybe there's a lack of awareness. Yeah. Like there could be a lack of awareness. Like, oh, well, I didn't even know that, you know, this exists or this level of support exists or there are, you know, companies like yours that can help raise capital and get the word out. And I don't, maybe folks don't know. 
And so that's where the awareness and the education and, and providing, you know, opportunities for these founders to come forward, like these forums, and they could exist. Maybe I just don't know where they are and where that's happening. They could, but I don't see it coming and, across. And maybe I think the challenge is probably disconnected, right? So if you're an angel over here and there's likely a Black woman entrepreneur because we know that Black women are starting more companies than anybody else, but they don't know that venture is an opportunity for them. Yeah. I'm what a black female entrepreneur. I just launched my company. What would you guys say? <laughs> Don't play with me. <laughs> I, I, I listen. I'm self-funded. I'll call you. I'll call you in about six months, and we'll, we'll, we'll talk about. It. I'll let you know. <laughs> um, so, what do you have to say to your younger self? And uh, I know you have a beautiful daughter that probably is your younger self in many ways. What are the key words of advice you would tell little Stacy and Clio? In Clio, South Carolina. I think, you know, it's something that, you know, I just shared with my daughter tonight as they lost a soccer game. Right. Mindset matters. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, you doing your part and making sure that if there is, and I saw this someplace else, so I can't necessarily take credit for it, but I continue to reinforce it. If you know that you've done all that you can do, right? You've created opportunities. You have honed your skill and your craft to a degree where if things don't work out, it's not because of you. You know what I mean? Like you have done everything within your sphere of influence to make magic happen, to make an impact. So when things don't necessarily, you know, work out the way that you would desire it to work out, it's not because of you. I think Coach Prime talked about that. Uh oh. Yeah, it's a Coach Prime moment. He said it's not gonna be because of me. And so that was just something that I reinforced with her today. And so when I think about, you know, anything that I would say or counsel or advise my younger self on, it would be, you know, continue to do what's in your sphere of influence. Continue to be brave and to be bold, right? And to just, you know, live unapologetically and speak unapologetically, yeah. right? Knowing that you're doing it with great intentions. It's not to be intentions are good, right? My intentions are always good. And so I don't shy away from that. And I think I would continue to remind my younger self to be me, right? To be Stacy unapologetically. Yeah. That's powerful. And I tell my kid that all the time. I tell my son that. Yeah. You be you. Your intentions are good. You make sure folks understand your intentions. And if you know you've done all that you can do, that's not really on you. I love it. I love it. This time goes by very fast. Is there any... That has gone by fast. I know. This is just girl talk. Right, right. I can't believe it took three years to get you on the show. It has not been three years. Three years. I don't, mm -mm. mm-mm. Mm-mm. You capping? Yeah, I am. I am. am. (laughs) It has not been three years. It feels like that. It feels like three years, but we're here. (laughs) Look, I was, why are we talking about the past anyway? Why are we worried about the past? We're in the present. Let's let's focus on the present moment. That's right. Stacy, yes, Michelle Booth. Uh huh. What's some lasting words you want to leave for our audience? They may be aspiring angel investors. They may be on a wealth journey. They may not be accredited yet. They're working on it. They may have the money yet. Scared to write a check. Just, I mean, I think if we're talking about you know investors, I mean not investors, but you know founders, I would say to them, don't give up. Right, yeah. like don't give up. Keep pounding. 
you know, I'm a woman of faith. So when God puts something on your heart, I think that's for a reason. Yeah. Right. So you don't don't lose sight of that. No matter what's going on around you, if you are living and working and operating in your purpose, then continue to do that. It's going to work out like you got to believe and trust that it's going to work out. And I would say, you know, for investors to broaden your horizons, broaden your perspective, you know, educate yourself, follow Leisha Bell. Right. right. Follow Alicia Bell and all of her platforms and all of the great work that she's doing across the country. Okay, I mean, there's there's opportunities to be enlightened. Yeah. And we have to seek out Mm -hmm. those opportunities. Um, We can't just sit back and say, well, no one told me this. Right. Like, all right. You got to seek those opportunities out. Right. So those would be my part and sentiments for both investors and founders. I love it. Well, that's a wrap. We've concluded another episode of Scissors Adventures. Please, everybody, give Stacey Michelle Woods a warm hug. Okay, it took a lot to get her on this show. Please, please, y'all. This is an amazing episode. I feel blessed. I feel it was spiritual. I feel this, this is Stacey's ministry. And she has shared some beautiful words of wisdom with us. And this is my sis. Even though she went pink and green, I don't. I still love her. She's one of the baddest. She's one of the greatest. She's Clio's favorite. I know. <laughs> and these Carolinas. Thanks, sis, for being on the show. Thank love you. you. I love you, too. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a wrap. Thank you for listening to the show. Please subscribe. Tell a friend. Check us out. Let the world know. You can find out more information about this podcast at LeeshaBell.com. And remember, be an angel, invest.